You're listening to Dare to Develop, a podcast for creatives. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley Baumgartner, and we are two hybrid wedding photographers that dub ourselves work wives. With a passion for developing community and daring to take risks in business and art, we want to bring you along on a journey. The journey of artists, makers, business professionals, and more who want to level up their businesses by daring greatly and developing community. So let's get started. This episode of Dare to Develop podcast is sponsored by Educate, Empower, Encourage. Founded by nationally celebrated designers and planners, Envision Events, and Birds of a Feather, Educate, Empower, Encourage is a private online members-only community for high-achieving creatives who serve or desire to serve high-end luxury clientele and who understand that we are better together. A space to develop, grow, and challenge yourself, as well as to inspire others. Educate, Empower, Encourage spans 22 states from coast to coast, as well as Canada, and touches more than 14 different creative disciplines. But hurry, enrollment is only open through May 9th, so join us today. Visit the show notes for more information. Today on Dare to Develop, we're so excited to have Dustin Stockel with us. Yes, we are so excited to hear all about daring to rebrand to expand some amazing film emulation profiles that he's created. Thanks so much for being here today, Dustin. Thanks so much for having me. So before we get started, Dustin, can you tell us a little bit about you, your life, personal, as well as your business? Uh, sure. I am a photographer and an editor, and I guess a colorist also, based in Ann, Ann Arbor, Michigan area. I'm, I'm from the, I've pretty much lived in the same county my whole life. So Southeast Michigan, Ann Arbor, home of the University of Michigan, where Photoshop was created. I live here with my wife, Andy, and my son, who's almost one, Desmond. I love Aww. you both. Hello. And my wife is also an artist. She does hand lettering and design. So oh, shout out to uh, confetti.letters on Instagram. And um, yeah, so we just we just live here. And I've been a photographer for about 12 years, like professional, like in business, you know, pay taxes, that kind of stuff. And uh, I do weddings and families. And I, I adore family sessions just so much. I love weddings because it involves family. So really photographing connection has kind of always been my my big thing. And then I love mm-hmm. film. I love the look of film. So Really, it was like my second year shooting in business. I really was like, okay, how can I do this? And that kind of mm-hmm. got me started on. That's amazing. I love that. One, you live right near the home of Photoshop. Like yes. that's a cool little claim to fame. Right it's there. in California these days, but this is where it's from. <laughs> it's, it's roots are here. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And I love that you just have such a creative household that it's just in everyone's nature. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I it's it's fun. And it's cool, too, that I sometimes I'm like, maybe envious of like photographer couples and whatnot. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I really like what we what we have, we definitely mm-hmm. do things in different ways. And I'm very like, computer, iPad tech, you know, and and even though Andy does like stuff on the iPad and things like that, she's like paper and watercolor and markers and stuff I can touch and feel and rocks and crystals. And, and <laughs> so it, it's a really it's a really good balance, a to be good honest. Mix. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Can you tell us a little bit about the archetype process, why you decided to make these film emulation profiles? Yeah. So the reason kind of, I kind of touched on that, but it's, it's the look that's ultimately for me, what kind of got me hooked, drew us, drew me in. I, you know, I was just like, wow, these are so beautiful, you know, just staring at, um, and it's everything from, you know, wedding photographers, but also to like landscapes. Like I remember like outdoor photography magazine, there's still a lot of film, just like these colors are so unique. And um, so really just trying to be able to bring that into what I'm doing, but with a digital camera was, that was the big 
kind of a catalyst, I guess, for me. But so the architect process is just film emulation profiles, and it's based off of the, the film and the scanners. I own a Frontier. I own an Aritsu. I might be getting another uh, pack on after seeing someone's images recently. So now Ooh. I might have to be go down a whole other rabbit hole of color. <laughs> But uh-huh. it's film emulation profiles versus presets, which we can talk about, I guess, and just kind of a, a newer method to do it. And it just allows more power. So there can just be a, a much better, really, representation of film. And that's what I want to do is do film justice, like be be true to film. What would you say is the reason why it is so hard to match film colors to digital colors? I mean, it really is kind of the analog versus digital kind of thing. Light works different, just like sound, actually. Light and sound work very differently, basically, to our eyes and and therefore to things that are analog that aren't digital, where with digital, mm-hmm. it's just very kind of straight line, like it's kind of very linear. And mm-hmm. because they kind of have a different approach, kind of converting to one to the other. And once again, this could go for people that love to listen to like vinyl, like records, you know, it could mm-hmm. be that same, same idea. Yeah. It's just you've kind of it's just a different way of doing things. So it's kind of a a translation, if you will, is really what I'm doing my best to do. But I don't want myself to be part of that. So I'm trying to kind of be like, I guess, like a good lab experiment. I'm trying to be (laughs) kind of have the least amount of variables as possible with it. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So diving back a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between a profile and a preset for editing, just so our listeners can understand the difference? Yeah, it is totally confusing. They both start with P. They both, <laughs> they both the second letter is R, you know, right? <laughs> then there's a vowel. But yeah, so all presets, or I should say, for the most part, a traditional preset that people would think about, especially when it comes to like emulating a, a specific look, they typically have an actual profile as a base. So that's kind of, I think the easiest way to think about it would be to um, think about your camera, like a digital camera, and you kind of have these different picture styles or picture modes or picture controls, depends on what, what brand camera you shoot us, what they're called. And it can be like standard or vivid or neutral or, you know, things like that. So presets typically have used something like that. And then on top of that might, might be dragging around like different color sliders or tone curves or things like that. A profile can contain all of that, all of basically all of that I just said, and more. And then when you do that, it's just the base. So that means everything on top of it is kind of clean. So meaning like in Photoshop or or Lightroom, your sliders would be zeroed out. So you have all this control that you can still do everything you want, but all of this stuff was already done kind of behind the mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. So so a preset can contain a profile, but a preset is not a profile. Like you could just say just make this preset, change it to this profile. So, but with the archetype process, they're just profiles. And that's to, for me, at least to keep it as kind of a minimal and basic as possible, but also really to be more true to film in the sense of with film, you kind of make your decision on what film, film stock to shoot. And then you also make your decision on what scanner to have it scanned on. So mm. it's kind of like just taking those two things and then, you get that back from a lab, like the scan. And then you kind of same, same idea. If you open that up, say in Lightroom or Photoshop, well, everything's zeroed out. Right. So it's kind of, I'm really trying to take even that film workflow and kind of emulate that and give that so that there's the least amount of difference really between the two. 
Yeah, I love that because as film photographers, you are making the decision before you shoot what you want your photos to look like versus less, you know, less changes afterwards. And so that's true of tap because you're applying the film stock, you're applying the scanner, you're maybe applying the exposure differences, and then you're just slight tweaking from there versus a digital photo, which you would edit every part of it and every slider and all, all the goodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can be, it can be very daunting and some people are okay with it. Some people like it, but some people don't. So you kind of, you can't, you can go either way. It's just uh, once again, trying to be true to, to film and, and really it's workflow. Um, but at the same time, maybe enhance it, make it better, make it quicker, maybe offer more, you know, like a raw file, for example, obviously has much more latitude than a, a JPEG scan, you know, from a lab. But the nice part is that most of the time those, those JPEG scans come looking so beautiful already that very minimals needed. So with a profile, it's similar, but it's mostly like, okay, you're going to have to change your white balance in your tent and your ex exposure. But hopefully for the most part, that's mostly all you're going to need to do. So mm -hmm, once again, right. still very, very similar to film. In essence, instead of doing the color balance and density, like a lab would do for you, you're just stuck doing that, you know, yes, but um, yes. it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Love that outlook. Yeah. Definitely. And what a lot, we are both tap users. We yes. love it. And thank one you, of the thank things you. in your Facebook group, which we'll talk about a little bit later mm -hmm. is how everyone just is so helpful. And it's like, how are you going to use the presets correctly is shooting film because it emulates it so well that you're going to understand it more because of the film. Mm -hmm. Know Which, how to tweak it yeah. to get it closer mm -hmm. to what you want because mm -hmm. you have something to compare to. Yes. <laughs> right. And then, and then, I mean, in one of the many, many wonderful things that come from shooting film, but I think the biggest one ultimately is it, it really teaches you light, like how to relight, how to yes. see light, what, what really solid, light is for the look you want. And I think that's one of the big things, I guess maybe an advantage that film shooters have over people that have only shot digital is kind of out of the box, if you will, you kind of, mm -hmm. you've got things more dialed in. So I definitely urge people to shoot film for many reasons, but like, I think if there's one really mm -hmm. learning light and really being able to just take advantage of where you're at, regardless of that location. So, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. As someone who is not the biggest fan of editing, I appreciate tap and how easy it is <laughs> and how, how much less work, because like you said, the raw file has so much latitude, but that's for people who don't love editing. That's a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I love that. It simplifies the process for me. Awesome. Awesome. So for our listeners, a lot of you might know tap as click or one click or click one. <laughs> um, All the different ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'd love to hear more about your desire to change the name from one click to archetype slash tap. What was kind of the tipping point that facilitated that change in, in your mind that it needed to happen? Yeah. I mean, I think one word to, to sum that up would be communication. Uh, so just meaning it's, it's just hard for people, myself included, to really communicate where to go, what one click, how do you spell it? How do you say it? How do you hear it? Like things like that. And so it was just confusing. So it was lost in translation, really, you know? So it is one click is the technically correct way to say it, right? But when people are saying it to me and they say, you know, one click, click one, click, any combination, I get it. That's fine. I get it. But if someone's trying to share it with a friend, they have to type it and people aren't finding it because they're not typing it correctly, 
then that's an issue, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of like website 101, sadly. And I think the name is I love the name one click. I love kind of what it is, but it was also misleading. Uh, a lot of people thought one click was like, okay, so I get this and I click once and it's like, no, you click multiple <laughs> times like you do with everything. <laughs> but, but, and that's another reason. Like I really, I didn't want to mislead people. I wanted people to be able to find it, to say it, you know, anything like that. And then along with the the new name of the archetype process or TAP, it is more aptly named, right? Because archetype, the way I'm interpreting that, there's, you know, a few different definitions is kind of the the ideal version or example of something. So I'm trying to create these ideal representations of a film and scanner combination, right? So that's, that's the archetype part. And then the process part is that, well, it's a process for me to do it and it's ongoing. It never ends because it can always be, you know, improved. We're not talking about like drastic things, but there's always room for improvement. Just like photographers can always improve shoot to shoot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So really just people being able to find the website or find the, the Instagram, that was kind of the, the big one. Yeah. So was there a moment when you realized this has to happen? Like, did one thing happen? You're like, okay, we're, we're rebranding. I mean, so the decision came last summer. I don't know if there was like one, like actual, you know, true moment, just other than it's kind of like you kind of reach a breaking point. Right. And, and the big thing was at that time with, you know, I don't know however many people were using the profiles back then, but it was kind of like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to commit and do this so that I'm not making this worse. Right. Cause, cause the, the kind of name was getting around everything, which is great. And I'm very, very thankful for that. But if I'm going to change it, then that might take like a little bit of a, I guess a hit or whatever. I wanted to kind of do it earlier on. So, but yeah, I can't think of like, like a big one other than kind of every time I have to talk to people or people have to do it, they're like, they're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like digging yourself a deeper hole and you're like, how do I get out? Yeah. And and it's on me. It's on me. I, I, I talk, okay, okay, this is not a good idea. We need to change this. This is not working. Um, And so I'm, I'm totally happy to do, do that. And that's, I mean, once again, not to sound whatever, but it goes back to process. It's like, okay, well, this is a process. And exactly. one of these processes is uh, maybe let's uh, change the name. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. So with the new name and just the profiles in general, how are you marketing them? Are you investing in ads? Or are you doing it with community-based marketing? What have been your tactics so far? Yeah, uh, marketing has always been a tricky part for me. There's kind of the the unmarketing term, which is, it's just a, a different way of marketing, but it's really marketing kind of like you mentioned, like with the community, which I just call like organic, real, word of mouth, whatever you want to say, right? Mm-hmm. But there is a kind of a term, you know, now on marketing. But so it's instead of like, you know, uh, traditional ways like like flyers or or ads. So yeah, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, or even like cold calling, which is still a thing, right? Like things like that. Um, just not, taking the approach that people want, taking the approach that is kind of annoying, I, I guess. I mean, to, to me, and I'm, I am mostly speaking from my specific point of view with this. And I mm-hmm. guess that's one of the cool things I get with, with, since it's my, my product here is choosing how to get it out there. And so, I mean, ultimately, you, you know, you guys photograph weddings and stuff. It's like word of mouth is so hard to beat for, for so many reasons, you know, one, it makes it easier for a lot of people, but another big one is it kind of I think, I think the biggest one with word of mouth is most of the time you're like, okay, well, these are the right people because they were referred to people that have already worked with, Mm -hmm. you know, 
So, and, and, but that was even for me and maybe I went too far, but like, I wasn't doing like a, a ton of posts on Instagram. I wasn't really like, say like the Facebook page, like the, the business page, uh-huh. you know, I wasn't like putting yeah. a lot on there. And, but with the Facebook group, the architect process community, that's where I like organically was like, this is what I want to do. I want to spread whatever I have to say there. And mm-hmm. fortunately it's been extremely well received. And at, at, at the hybrid co-conference, I got so much comments on that. And don't get me wrong. I, I love to hear um, positive things about the profiles themselves, but it's great hearing things more than just that, you know, hearing, Hey, we love the group. We learned so much or, you know, thank you, you know, and that's just, so to me, I'm like, okay, what I've been doing may not be kind of perfect, but it's, it's working and it's working in this natural way that I've always wanted it to be able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. We love the group as well. How do you think that the Facebook group helps you out and other photographers as well? I mean, ultimately, like, and I think now, you know, with everything that's going on is the big thing is it's just the, you can like check in, you know what I mean? Like a group, like a group. That's what I think, you know, the Facebook groups are so great. It's like, Hey, well, you know, I'm whatever. I'm just going to check in and see what's going on. And so a big thing is just with like relating to others, you know, but relating to others, sharing, you know, either problems or sharing praises or excitement or whatever. And so for, for me, and I know for a lot of people, whether it's about a camera or whether it's about a lens or whether it's about experience with a, a bride or a family or, you know, even, even personal stuff like from home, like, it, you know, it could be kind of husband, wife teams at home. Like, oh, well, my, my husband's annoying me. How do I, you know, anyone, <laughs> anyone have any, any ideas of how to, you know, do this? I think that's a big thing. Ultimately, obviously that community brings, and it's been nice to see that it hasn't been just kind of this really dry, Hey, let's only talk about profiles and this, you know, mm-hmm. but even then stuff too, like where there's a lot of people that do not shoot film that are in the group. And I'm like, okay, so, and I'm finding this out actually more recently. I'm like, okay, we need to start talking more about film, you know, because to me, it all goes back to that. But, right. but the biggest thing I've gotten from it is the feedback. So here's some pictures. This isn't working. This is working. This is great. This mm-hmm. is less great, you know, things like that. So I've taken that feedback and I've really taken it to heart and I don't, don't have an ego about it. Cause it's, I don't, it's, I don't take it as a, an attack on myself. I take it more as an, Hey, here's a, here's a criticism about this profile and this is what needs to go on and things like that. So I can take that and really internalize it and then think it through and then kind of bring it to fruition in the form of updates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I know you have done a series of updates this past season and we've been so grateful for that. And I mean, I think as a portrait shooter, like one of the updates was slightly pinker. And I know you heard that a lot in the group and with your new update, I know you tweaked that a little bit and now it's just like so perfect in my mind of matching. So we really appreciate that you take a lot of the feedback you see in the group into consideration because yeah, we just love that you always want to make it better for photographers. What has pushed you to do that and want to continually update it for your users? Part of it is kind of like looking at Fujifilm and kind of their, their, Kaizen philosophy, which is kind of, it's, everything's always improving and everyone that is part of the process is what is helping to improve it. So kind of like everyone matters and we're all in it together, 
right? Which is a very awesome worldly view, especially right now. And so I really love that. And that makes perfect sense where, so just let's just use the whole word beta, right? Beta testers. It's like, yes, that's cool. You can have beta. Te- that's, that's, it's wonderful. And that, that helps a lot. But if you notice, like, say, uh, you know, and I'm a, uh, a Mac user, Apple, you know, user. So as soon as they put out uh, a new operating system, within a week, there is an update for it, right? Because mm-hmm. even though people can do that beta software ahead of time, and, there, and there, there are probably, especially with Apple, probably tens of thousands of people that do it. Well, that's not the millions and billions, or I don't even know what the number is. It's not the millions of people that use it. So once it's actually out into the real world is when you'll, when you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think that's the, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I love, I mean, I love that what you're saying that, you know, you have to see it on actually ever a bunch of people's work, right? right. A bunch of different photographers using it a, across a bunch of different scenarios and lighting conditions and yeah. coast to coast and internationally, depending on what the light is, where they live and the landscape is where they live. And that does that give you a good frame of reference then going forward? Yeah, it helps a ton. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's examples like, right. That's the, it's, it's truly putting it through its paces. So, so like Daniel Kim, okay. Hi, 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 Daniel. But, <laughs> but, and why I bring him up is because he loves Portra, right? He shoots, when he shoots film, he shoots 400H. When he edits, he edits with 400H. And that's because of the light he, he, he's in with in Arizona. And, you know, he shoots other places, but it's kind of the light he's shooting in. And so just as an example of kind of seeing certain things, he's been a good tester, if you will, whatever you want to say, for those kind of specific environments. And he's not the only one that's going to run into that. And there could be other places in the world that are similar that, that have that kind of light as well. But at the same time, one of the big things, and with this revision update, whatever you want to call it, he's, once again, like I said, he's a portrait fan. And he found, granted, on certain images, not the whole thing, he was able to use Portra 400. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Because it's like, I wasn't trying, like, I wasn't going, okay, I got to get Daniel to shoot Portra 400, which, by the way, is my favorite film. Mm-hmm. But but it's just kind of that evolution of of kind of taking the feedback I've gotten from people and, you know, slowly evolving the profiles, because that's really what it is. It's more of an evolution. It's not like I'm trying to change them every time, because that would really piss people off. But but yeah, so it helps with all these people. And once again, the Facebook community helps so much, you know, in, seeing stuff on Instagram, that helps, you know, and then ultimately still shooting film myself. And even and if I do travel places, definitely making sure to shoot, shoot film in different light, you know, different emulsions, things like that. So... Christine and Ashley here. We're popping in to tell you about Educate, Empower, Encourage, our sponsors for today. We both joined this online community for creatives aiming to serve the luxury wedding market when it launched, and man, oh man, it has been so good. We have learned so much in such a short amount of time, from marketing and branding to how to better serve our clients and industry peers. Envision Events and Birds of a Feather provide tangible takeaway items through their live videos weekly, answer any of our questions in office hours, and we get to be in a great community of like-minded individuals. My to-do list has gone up, but it's all good things. Yes, yes. So if you're looking to level up your business, we highly recommend checking out Educate, Empower, Encourage, and joining the community. We can't believe how much this has helped our business already, and we can't wait to see you there. 
You talked a little bit about marketing and unmarketing. How have you felt like you've been able to stand out in the preset profile world when there's so many options for photographers out there? I think part of what we kind of just talked about with the updates, because I think some people like, I, I guess I expected it to be received like, Oh, this is cool. There's, there's, there's like, I don't have to pay for updates. That's cool. Like, right. That's kind of the way I looked at it, but a lot of people have been very grateful. And I think that has helped people that, that naturally already love the profiles to kind of spread it. Right. And so it really has, I don't know. It's really just like, it's like if you have an idea and you're like, maybe this idea is crazy or maybe this is a stupid idea, but I'm just going to go with it, you know, and it's like it ends up working. And so the standing out with people, I, I, I mean, I'm just I'm trying to be true to film and then I'm trying to take what everyone's feedback very seriously. And, you know, once again, kind of evolve these over time as I learn more, too. You know what I mean? But I think I really think the. The, the people that know film like yourselves, right? People that know film and cause it, when you know film and then you're trying to get that look digitally and then you do it, it's kind of like, Oh, you're excited because you also know that you're saving some money, you know? And so I think that's what's helped it stand out a lot is just to be as truthful as possible to to film and you know so i don't i don't know if that i don't know if that makes sense but yeah um, no it totally totally does i love that you're talking about you're really just giving love to your tribe who's already in the group and making them be your evangelists and the ones that are spreading the word because they love you they love you even more then they're gonna tell everybody about it and it's such a great marketing tool i think it is and the cool part is i'm not doing it for the marketing reason <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You're doing it because you love them, and then you're like, "All right, you have pure intention." Yeah. Yes, but it's adding more to it, which is also awesome for business. Yeah, wise. more <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes. ex exactly. Yeah, it's been it's it's been real, and I'm trying to keep it as real as I can. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that, I mean, I think that's something that every vendor can take away that mm -hmm. client experience for the sake of client experience is really one of the best ways to go because I think we get caught up in what's going to move me along farther and how am I going to get better faster and get more clients right now more followers, and more yeah. followers and all the things and really just stepping back and thinking what's truly important to the process, to the art, to the product and to the community speaks, speaks a lot more volume than, mm -hmm. than constantly trying to get sales or products, you know, or followers or anything like right. that. So Dustin, looking back at the process and the evolution of click and, or one click, excuse me, and <laughs> tap, um, would you change anything about your journey? Probably just, you know, not having one click and actually naming the archetype process to start with. <laughs> that would be one. Hindsight. Yeah. And then really, I mean, this is, is kind of, uh, I guess, open as I can be, but like just having the website and kind of the online stuff be more professional, be stronger, which is something that's actively happening right now. And that's mm -hmm. just once again, because yeah, the Facebook group's great and that's one spot, but a lot of people don't even know it exists. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so just really making the, the client experience, like really just more professional, really more, more well thought out. And that's, yeah, that really is like truly the, I wouldn't call it a regret, but I'm like, yep, I should have had a better name. And then this website should have a example pictures, which it doesn't <laughs> yet. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, if you need any, we're happy to. Hey, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's right. 
Yep. So uh, what do you, what does the future of tap look like? Uh, more profiles. I'm hoping, you know, I don't have timelines for everything, but I have to, this is in no particular order, but I have to do the consumer <laughs> film pack, which there's, I don't know how many films I like, I don't have the list in front of me, but so a whole bunch of consumer films. So like Kodak gold and different superior films, like Agfa Vista's in there and Lomography films would be in there. Things like that. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Finishing the monochrome pack. I started with the four most popular um, black and white films or monochrome films. And I have, I don't even know. I think it's like eight to 12 more to be added. Right. So yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then another one that I'm going to be doing is some grain. So Ooh. good, good grain grain. That doesn't suck. I, I, I mean, I might, I might mark, <laughs> yeah, I might market it that way. I mean, I have said it multiple times and yeah, so those are the biggest things, but then also I definitely, so that kind of the profile side and then the kind of like what I talked about the things I wish I could, you know, looking back could change is I, I definitely want to have a much better web presence and then figuring out what I want to do education wise, you know, what kind of things I'd like to do. Cause I've gotten a lot of requests and things like that. So you know, possibly YouTube stuff or, you know, uh, workshop kind of stuff. I'm not sure. I'm really, I'm kind of, once again, letting that kind of uh, show me its way naturally. So, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, we think you're a wealth of knowledge. I just love being on there and learning so much. You definitely turned me into a Sony shooter. <laughs> All camera brands are, are good. All camera brands are good. I, yeah. They are, but after reading about the specs and all the differences i was like well this makes sense for me and my photography. yeah well i mean canon is apparently coming with something awesome so it, it's just time it's oh, yeah every it, i mean two years down the road i think everyone's gonna be i mean if they're not happy now much happier right because i'm sure right. canon and nikon will have cameras people want to buy like that are not nervous about buying because of memory card issues or specs or whatever Panasonic will have a couple more because I've owned one of them. Those, that'll be good. Sony will just, I don't know, be doing the same thing and hopefully making Sony listens. You know, I love to point that out. Every, I'm on the A7R Mark IV now and everybody, they change the body based on the feedback. So it's, you know, and, and, and Canon and Nikon are also doing that, you know, so yes, sorry. I just want to make sure people don't. Don't Great think I'm like Sony is. only because I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, you, I know, like in the group, you just talked about sharing more education. I know you've been doing so much about the profiles and how to use them and tweak them. Right. And then, yeah, you were, you and just some of your key team members that help are just so knowledgeable about all gear across the board, it mm-hmm. seems, and lenses and, you know, flash for different scenarios and, just all that. And we really appreciate the overall education, which is why I think people love the group so much because we're not only getting to see stunning photos that look so ridiculously like film, right. we are learning about how it was created from both the profile perspective and the gear perspective. Oh. So we really yeah, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, glad to hear it. Perfect. So if you don't mind, we'd love to go into a time of some fast facts for our listeners to get to know you a little bit more. Okie dokie. <laughs> all right so what do you shoot with i currently shoot film wise i have canon slrs i don't have any medium format so i have like a 1v and then i actually have like a rebel k2 shoot <laughs> sigma 14 to 24 to 8 24 14 35 14 50 14 85 14 135 18 
7200 2.8, and then I have a 1.4 teleconverter, 2x teleconverter, and a set of extension tubes so that all of my lenses are macros. Yeah, oh, and then wow. I shoot. You are just like wow, yes, Robbie. I I'm. <laughs> I, bags. I'm just thinking the bags. I, well, I okay. So I have the whatever it's called, the Think Tank Logistics Manager 30. So it just sounds like it's mm-hmm. it's huge. People buy it and then return it, or if they can. It's so if you take the the airport security version 2.0 or 3.0, it's like I think eight inches taller than that. Yeah. So, but it's because I also have like I use Godox slash Flashpoint flashes and strobes. So I have like three Evolve 200s for off camera. I have like the the V1 or whatever the equivalent is, like the round head flashes. I have all those with the round heads, Mm -hmm. the modifiers, but then I keep like a multi-row pano head in the bottom of the, you know, like all the stuff. And there's video lights, all, all the, the things. things. Yes. And it's, I'm just cause I am very technical. It's kind of more like, well, what if I need it? And uh, I mean, I've done <laughs> weird stuff. Like I've taken portraits of like the, the groomsmen, like with a 14 millimeter lens, not because I wanted to, but because they wanted a picture in a specific spot. And I was like, this is the only way this happens in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, and, and then too, sometimes I'm like, I want, just their hands their hands are holding i just want their hands but i'm like 65 feet away so <laughs> you know i'm i'm that's just how i am though with it but and then one more lens sorry but gear talk i'm constantly revolving 50 millimeter like lenses like classic lenses right so yeah. currently i'm on the the Miticon 50 f0.95 version 3 and i really like it if you want a lens that offers a lot of separation that's that's like that's what it does really well. And that's, I've realized mm-hmm. almost more important to me than the rendering of bokeh and all that is. I'm like, well, how much do these, how much do they pop? How much does the, the couple pop? So highly recommended. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. You are just real well covered there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good to, to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are. So Justin, on your way home from a wedding or a shoot or anything you're doing for business, what is your favorite snack? Um, Like on my way to, I'm a big like Jimmy John's fan. I really do love some Jimmy John sandwiches. I'm a, I'm a sandwich <laughs> person, like just in general. So, but on my way home, like a Jamocha shake and like a really, a really big one, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the sugar doesn't keep you up when uh, you get home, or are you like I go straight to editing? The only thing I do is I do come home and I do load my memory cards up because I they go to my hard drives, but they also go to Dropbox at the same time. So I can do that. Yeah. That happens while I'm sleeping. But no, but it's maybe it's not a good thing. But I normally don't have that hard of a time falling asleep. But maybe it's because <laughs> you know, so yeah, weddings can be you know they can be they're a blast, but they're very emotionally and physically draining. So. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. What What is your favorite pump up jam on your way to a wedding or maybe when you're editing uh, the profiles? Uh, well, truly pump up. <laughs> Sorry, probably color me bad. Like, like, right. It was the album CMB. So like, I want to sex you up and like all those songs. Um, <laughs> yes. There's that. Yeah, yeah there's a video. <laughs> doing the dance in my head. I, yeah. I did a, vi- a editing video. Yep. Two, I want to sex you up. And I made sure to only edit on screen, like visually for like 20 seconds. The rest of the video was me singing it to the camera or lip syncing <laughs> it to the camera. We're going to need to yeah, see I, this Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that it was on a group. It was in a, the, the find, like the original finder, like film is not dead, the, the finders group. So it was oh, in there. So I think yes. it's, think it's gone, which might be a good thing, but uh, yeah. Ever, it's there. Well, well if you, it. I mean, I, I have no shame. I have no shame. Yeah. I, I think it's from, wow, 2000, 
12 maybe somewhere in there but no for real i really do love that song but actually that album it just it makes me happy like i'll straight up be honest it just makes me happy and i'm like you know i can like dance around so yep (laughs) yeah love it love it so what is your favorite thing to do outside of photography hike camp with my my wife and my son i mean we've done very very little with now that we have a son but yeah being being outdoors so like our we honeymooned and you know montana our wedding was at old kids camp so we were like outdoor a lot at a, a camp environment but yeah so just be fun. like nothing like fancy right like get to get away from it all right like it's definitely what we like mm-hmm. to do and and then the nice thing with that too is i love to take you know landscape photos or i'm i'm getting a little bit into wildlife as we're going to places with mm-hmm. actual more wildlife but yeah, and then just get away from it all and just hang out with my family. And we've even gotten like some of our family on both sides to kind of come along some spots. So we're, we're trying to rub off on people as well. Yeah, yeah, love that. Love that. What is the best education or book that you've learned from? So recently, I didn't even, <laughs> it's really sad that I didn't know this, but I didn't really know unmarketing was like a real thing. Right. And so I downloaded the audiobook of Unmarketing by Scott Stratton. So I've really been liking that. And I think it's just a, it's the one of the biggest things I say, like, because I, I kind of teach and consult throughout the United States and whatnot to other photographers. And one of the biggest things I talk to people about is, in my opinion, the greatest thing that I can give or receive is perspective. Right. Like that's, that's, that's just, mm-hmm. that's my thing. Like, and so I think that's a big thing with books, with podcasts, you know, with taking, education from someone that might seem like very different from you is you get so much perspective from it. And that's the biggest thing that I'm getting maybe less of it than I normally would. Cause it's kind of, I'm kind of in sync with it, but at the same time, it's a different way of saying things. So it's still making me think through it, you know, and I am still learning things. Mm-hmm. So, but I definitely recommend that. It's just kind of a, well, I guess it's a good read. I'm not reading it. <laughs> I'm listening to it, but yes, yeah. Audiobooks are the best. That's how I do things. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Love it. So what is one daring leap you've taken in your business, either business, your photography or with one click slash tap? I think the biggest thing is just going for it. And what I mean by that is there, you know, I kind of started going through this process in 2009 and all these wonderful products came out over the years and it would kind of like discourage me every time. Right. And I'm like, you know, personally looking at him like, no, no, that's not, that's not, no, let's just, no, you know, um, just meaning like, mm-hmm. I'm not totally jiving with wh- whatever that is, you know? So I think really just going for it and still going, nope, here's my, here's my perspective, right? Here's my perspective on this idea, right? So film emulation. So right. here's my version, right? And that's the thing I'm not, I'm trying for there not to be versions of film emulation. Cause I'm like, there, there shouldn't be versions, <laughs> but, but that's the biggest thing I would say, just going, going for it. And, and then once again, kind of kind of go back, kind of the marketing or lack of marketing, just really being true to myself and that standpoint and, and sticking with it. And I feel like it's working out well so far. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. yes. Amazing. Amazing. What is one thing you feel like you're great at in your business? The thing that sometimes I wish I wasn't great at, which <laughs> is technical crap. <laughs> it's, it's just the whole I retain what I read really well. I mean, it, it's of course, if I'm interested in it, right, that's very normal for, for most people, but I'm able to really spread that out. And the big thing I think with the technical more specifically is to kind of take a topic and go back a few steps to more of the origin of it. So meaning I more deeply understand certain areas 
because I kind of understand a little bit more of the core of it, if that makes sense. You know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. I I would put it this way. It would be like someone who is wonderful at cooking. And it's like, I, I feel like when I watch shows and all that, and I think one of the big things I see is I'm like, okay, so they know the, the, like, how do they know all those ingredients so well that they can just make a dish themselves from scratch? You know, that's still delicious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the way I, I try to do it. Like, I want to really know the ingredients really well so that where those ingredients are, they could be tons of different areas. I can still n- kind of know the impact they're having. You know what I mean? And and why the advantage, disadvantage. So, yeah. So te- technical. Yes. I'm, yeah, Te- technical. Yes, yes. We agree. We agree. So where can our listeners find you? Website, Instagram? Ah, yes. Uh, TheArchetypeProcess.com which is, and then, so, and then Instagram would be at the archetype process. And if you go there right now, which you don't know what time right now is, but (laughs) there are no images on there right now. And so I'm starting next week to kind of get that. And so that's what I'm going to kind of, I'm going to reach out to the community to try to get those going again. So, because the transition from one click to the archetype process didn't work how it's supposed to with Instagram. Like I followed all the same rules that everyone says to do and it didn't work. But no, yeah, no. but anyway, but yeah, the archetype process.com and at the archetype process as well as Facebook. Perfect. Perfect. Do you have any special announcements or offers for our listeners? Use the code dare to develop all one word to get 30% off any of the profiles. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's the entire order just so you know. So, so we dare you to go get tapped because <laughs> we love it. All right. <laughs> And in closing, what is one thing you want to dare our listeners to do after hearing your episode? Okay, it's controversial. Shoot Aperture Priority. Oh, can I ask why? <laughs> it's just, a, it's a good tool to have. That's that's as easiest way. Uh, learning to shoot manual, knowing how to shoot manual is fantastic. But, and this goes for film and digital, just try Aperture Priority. And the, the biggest thing you have to know with Aperture Priority is that you're using the meter that's in your camera so you kind of you need to make sure you understand that you're doing that but what it what it can do what it can do this isn't what it does do it depends on the photographer but it can allow you to work less basically like think less and you can just focus on the moments i know for myself that's what i'm doing i'm just staring at and even with like eye autofocus and stuff these days i'm just i'm looking at composition and then what's happening and my camera is kind of like focusing on the eyeball and figuring out the exposure and have a nice day. So, and if that appeals to you, I definitely say give it a go. Definitely jump in the, <laughs> jump in our Facebook group and uh, and uh, ask why. Why did he say to shoot aperture priority? We can have a talk there. But it's a it's a tool. It's a good tool for a lot of people. So I I loved shooting it, especially on the contact six four five. It is a wonderful way of shooting aperture priority. But all these new digital ca- digital cameras, especially mirrorless, you can see your exposure. So there's a lot less like. Is it messing up? And the, in, the, in general, it's not going to, it's not going to sure. mess up. And then the last mm-hmm. thing with it is that the majority of time, if you go through like say a Lightroom catalog or whatever, and you sit there and like truly like stare at like how you exposed it, the majority mm-hmm. of the time your camera would have exposed it better than you did. So that means hmm, you would get a better actual file and you would have worked less. So I, I like that. It, so yeah, a, <laughs> yeah it's a win-win. So anyway, try it out. Try Aperture Priority out. If you do it with uh, digital, try Aperture Priority with Auto ISO. But yeah, give it a try. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Dustin, for telling us all about the archetype process, your rebrand process, and just all of the tips and tricks for film and digital users today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We're so thankful for Dustin to come on and talk to us more about the archetype process, how he rebranded from one click, and everything about profiles. And yes, I totally agree. As since we both use the archetype process for our work, it was so neat to hear just about how he developed it in general and what the rebrand and the update process looked like. I know we just both got the updates recently, and just how. I even his dare at the end there, like that was totally unexpected, at least for me, to try something new when it comes to photographing. Have you used Aperture Priority before, Christine? Not since I literally first picked up a camera. So it'll be really interesting to play with it a little more. Yes, I can't wait for his YouTube video on how to use, yes. how to do it on our digital and our film cameras. Right. <laughs> so make sure you check out the show notes today for the archetype process and Dustin's work himself, as well as mm -hmm. the discount code he yes. so generously is giving our listeners. Mm -hmm. Remember, that's Dare to Develop, and I hope you guys take advantage of that because that's amazing. We love TAP and can totally back it. So we will catch you next time on Dare to Develop. I'm Ashley. And I'm Christine. And we'll see, see you, you next, next time. time. Thanks so much for joining us today on Dare to Develop. We'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review if you love today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at daretodeveloppodcast.com and follow along on IG at Dare to Develop. Catch us next week for more fun as we hear from creatives who have dared greatly in their businesses and develop community along the way.